Good morning and welcome to Central Park Baptist Church. We're so glad you were able to join us this morning. If you would stand with me and take your hymnal and turn to hymn number 58. Hymn number 58. Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Amen. Hymn number 58. We'll sing it out on all three verses here. Hymn number 58. Father God, we come before you at this time, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your house today. We want to thank you, Lord, for loving us. We ask, Lord, that you continue to watch over and protect us today, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you would bless the services today. We pray that you would be with Pastor as he brings the, the message. We pray, Lord, that you'd open our hearts and our minds to receive what you have for us. We just ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. If you would, stand once again with me and turn your hymnals to hymn number 62. Hymn number 62, one day, 
One day he's coming, hymn number 62. We'll sing it out on the first, second, fourth, and fifth verse here this morning. Hymn number 62. On that first verse. One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. Living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified freely forever. singing you may be seated
Amen. Well, I'm thankful that his strength is perfect. Anytime we need it, amen, it's always there. And I'm thankful that because of that, we can turn to hymn number 259 and sing to God be the glory. Let's all stand, if you would, please. Brother Elias comes, hymn number 259, to God be the glory. Amen, hymn number 
Sheldon, he's uh, on a bit of a vacation. Uh, he's out of the country, right? And so pray for him as he's gone, and when he gets back, they have a nice tan and be ready to go. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being at Central Park Baptist Church. We're awful glad that you're here and welcome. I'm glad that you're here as well. I, 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 I enjoy Sundays. Amen. I just enjoy Sunday. I mean, just uh, listening to you sing again, praise the Lord. I just, it, it, it sure is a strength when you need it. Amen. And right. so I'm thankful. So when we sing again in a minute, how many of you really singing 100%? Oh, man, I knew it. Y'all can do a whole lot better. But the good news is we still got a couple of songs left, all right? Amen. So you still got time to, you know, still got time to get with it this morning. But let's go to the Lord in prayer for our offering today. And I'm thankful uh, today for your stewardship and willingness and faithfulness to give uh, to the ministry of Central Park Baptist Church. It's not about, listen, it's not about me and you. It's about reaching people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so please, you give. Uh, as unto the Lord, and may the Lord bless you this morning as you give. Dear Father, I'm thankful, Lord, today for uh, the privilege that you've given us to be in your house, and, and Lord, it is a privilege to be here today. Uh, Lord, I'm thankful that we can come in and sing the hymns of the faith, praise the Lord, great things he, you have done, and, and I'm thankful for that today. So, Lord, I pray, God, that now as we, uh, Lord, come to this portion of our worship and through giving, I pray, God, that you'd bless the gift, bless the giver, Lord, today, and help us, Father, to be good stewards of, of what's given today. May it be used for the furtherance of the cause of Christ in this place, Lord, and abroad in our missions giving, and we'll give you praise for it all because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. Amen, amen. If you would stand once again with me and turn your hymnals to hymn number 140. Hymn number 140, He Lives. Hymn number 140, we'll sing it out on the first and last verse. Hymn number 140, He Lives. On that first verse, I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that He is living, whatever. Yeah. 
voice, O Christian, lift up your voice and sing eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King, the hope of all who seek Him, the help of all who find. None other is so loving, so good and kind. He lives, He lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and He talks with me. singing if you would remain standing at this time junior church junior church you are dismissed junior church you are dismissed at this time and for those of y'all still standing if you would turn your hymnals to hymn number uh, 547 hymn number 547 living by faith hymn number 547 we'll sing it out on that first and last verse hymn number 547 on that first verse I care not today what tomorrow may bring in shadow or sunshine or rain. The Lord I know ruleth for everything, and all of my worry is vain. Living by faith in Jesus above, trusting, confiding in his grace. Return to this earth some sweet day, our troubles will then all be o'er. The master. Amen. Sing it out in the chorus. Living by faith in Jesus above, trusting, confiding. singing this morning. You may be seated.
Very good. Very good, amen. Luke chapter 22. How would you like it if someone knocked on your door and told you that uh, your house had been paid off? Don't worry about making any more payments. The first thing I would say was, yeah, right. But then what if they handed you the deed to it? Make a difference, wouldn't it? Well, I want you to understand that's just exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ did for me and you. Amen. We owed a debt. Amen? We owed a debt. And he knocked on our heart's door by way of the cross of Calvary and, and, and said, it's paid for in full. And then he said, here's the deed. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to, I mean, just to make sure that we understood it. Right. And, and I'm thankful today that we are saved and born again. And we can st say that just like the, the lady's saying, we stand redeemed by the blood of the cross. And just so that we'd know, God gave us a title. Listen, he gave us a deed right here in the Word of God that said our debt has been paid. And if you're a child of God, you can say... Amen. Luke chapter 22. If you read this whole chapter, you start out in verse 1, you read about how Judas agreed to betray the Lord, and, and uh, he did that. You begin reading about verse 7, and then you read about how the uh, Passover is being prepared for uh, the disciples, and then in verse 14, you read about the Lord's Supper, and and uh, the Lord goes through those things and the requirements there. And, and then he gets down to verse 31 and he, he gives some uh, advice for uh, his men. And, and, and we can apply these verses to you and I today. And that's what we need to do. The, those, those verses, just because he's talking to his disciples that day, listen, you and I can put ourselves in that very place and understand that that the Lord Jesus Christ is speaking to you and me as well. Yeah. Amen. And so as we come to verse 31, read there with me and notice what it says. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, did your parents ever call you by your name twice? Yeah, that's what he's doing. I can put my name there. You know, I can hear my, you know, especially when he uses your middle name. You know, you better perk up and pay attention. Well, the Lord trying to tell, listen, the Lord's talking to all of his men, but he's talking to them through Simon Peter. He's making a point. He says, Simon, Simon, behold. In other words, pay attention. Uh, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Doug, Doug, pay attention. Behold, Satan hath desired to have you. Ron, Ron, behold, pay attention, Satan hath desired to have you. Coy, Coy, you, you, are you catching what, what he's saying? We can all put our name here. And because the devil still, listen, his desire is to have you that he may, what? Sift you as wheat. But there's good news in verse 32. Amen. 
But the Lord says, but I've prayed for thee. And we're going to get into this, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Father, help us, Lord, to pay attention today. Uh, God, I pray for the filling of the Spirit of God in this place, Lord. And God, that we'll just stop for a few minutes and that we'll pay attention. Lord, you're trying to get our attention today, even still in, in, in the second Sunday of 2023. And Lord, if we'll... Pay attention today, the rest of the year, Lord, we can know that we are walking in the uh, perfect will of God for each of our lives. It's different for each of us, Lord, and each of us have to make a decision today to walk in that path or not. And so, Lord, I pray that we'll pay attention, that we'll listen to the Spirit of God as you speak to us, dear Lord, today. And God, I pray and give you praise for it. Lord, I pray that you bless the reading of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now... Uh, when we read this, and, and I've already said this, that, that Satan, and I want you to really get a hold of this, that, that Satan desires to have us, that he may sift us as wheat. But I'm thankful, as we read in verse 32, that the Lord is constantly praying for us, watch, that our faith fail not. He knows that when by his grace we win a victory, that he will then make us a blessing to others. I mean, now, uh, and, and we're going to get into this in a minute. And, and so with that in mind, I want to I show you three things this morning. I, if there's a title, it would be the Lord, the devil, and you as a believer. There's three things I want us to see. And the first one, in these verses, it tells us some things about the Lord. Now, the first thing I want you to understand is that the Lord's knowledge of our future path is perfect. Y'all follow me? Say Amen. The Lord's knowledge of our future path is perfect. Listen, you're going to choose a path in 2023. If you've not chosen it already, you're going to choose a path. And it's going to be either a path of your own making or you're going to choose a path of God's perfect will for your life. But you're going to choose. You're going to make a choice in, in 2023. And the good thing about it is if we can start over. And, and I'm, I'm thankful that in... You know, we have all these New Year resolutions and all these things. But listen, I, I mean, uh, m- most people really don't do, doesn't do that. And, and, you know, if we do, they don't last anyway. Amen. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to eat right until they, I'm going to eat right until they bring donuts on Sunday morning. Or until my wife buys me, a, buys another bag of them Little Debbie White sprinkled donuts, you know. I mean, I'm going to do really good until then. Well, listen, we got to be careful. It's the same way about making spiritual resolutions or choosing uh, the right path. And, and we are faced with that same thing this morning about choosing a path. But make no mistake, you're going to choose one path or the other. You're going to either choose a path of your own making or you're going to choose a path that God has prepared for you. Because, listen, God's knowledge of our future path is perfect. He knows about the path that, listen, if you will walk it, he knows about it, and he knows what you're going to face. But here in these verses, now watch this, the Lord knew everything that's going to happen in Peter's life. He knew that Peter was going to deny him and be filled with remorse about it. He also knew that afterward that Peter would uh, be restored and go on to do great things, become a great source of strength to uh, and blessing to his brethren. He knew he was going to preach at Pentecost and 
3,000 folks to get saved. God, the Lord knew that. <clears throat> and folks, listen, and you and I today, the Lord knowing, the Lord knowing that Peter would be also a blessing and a strength to his brothers and sisters, listen, he also knows how that you too as well, if we can learn to, if we'll learn to share our faith, we can be a blessing to others too. If we'll just learn to share our faith, it's amazing to me how we can talk about anything in the world, but it, when it comes to talking about the Lord, we clam up. Yeah, Amen. I mean, listen, we can learn how to be a blessing to other people. Let, let, how many of you have been through a trial in 22? How many of you that, that have been through a trial, and I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, are born-again children of God? Well, learn to share. Because you've been through that trial in order that you might help someone else that may be going through that trial. Listen, you have been tested and, and put through a trial so that you can be an encouragement and a source of strength to others. How that God brought you through that trial. And listen, how he gave you strength to carry on. Listen, share your faith. Amen. The Lord allowed us to know about Peter's life. We have it right here in Scripture. The great preacher of Pentecost. That, I mean, he, he knew that Peter, listen, and we know today that Peter's human. These people that we're reading about it, this is not a nonfiction kind of book. This is not that book. This is real stuff. It actually took place. I mean, and they are written here, the Bible says, for our end sample. Uh, so that we can read it and know and say, hey, well, if he went through that and he made it through, then listen, God is no respecter of person, then I guess then I, it, it can happen to me too. God doesn't say, well, Marco, it worked for them, but it ain't going to work for you. Sometimes we think that. Listen, Peter is human just like you and I today, but as Acts 6, 26, 23 says, having therefore obtained the help of God, look what it says, I continue unto this day. In other words, listen, when we go through a trial, if we ask for God's help, we can continue on the path that God has for us, and we can say amen. I mean, when Peter got wrong, he got right. And the Lord knows all the ways that we are most likely to fail him. He knows. I mean, he knows what ways I am most likely to fail. God knows he made you. He knows everything about you. He doesn't forget. Uh, and, and if he knows how to help you, then listen, let's go to him. When we get sick, do we not go to the doctor? And they prescribe some medication or something that will help us to get well. And, and most of the times we'll do pretty good, and then, but we quit you know, short of what they tell us to do. In other words, we have a surgery and they say, okay, you can't do this for two to four weeks. Ten days in, we're thinking, man, I feel pretty good. I mean, we're not supposed to lift anything over five pounds, or we're not supposed to eat this, and we think, man, that doctor has no clue what he's talking about. And we pick something up, or we eat something that we're not supposed to, and it's like, and then what do we say? Oh, man, I shouldn't have done that. I guess he knew what he was talking about. Listen, we have the great physician. His name is God. Amen. He knows all about us, and he, simply, he, knows our, he knows our path. 
and he knows what's going to get us down. But when we get down, listen, we can get right, but we have to follow through with the prescription that he gives us. Amen. Amen. When Peter got wrong, he got right. Job chapter 23 and verse 10. It says, but he knoweth the way that I take. And when he hath, we can't skip that part. You know, there's a, a, a colon there. It says, but he knoweth the way that I take. I shall come forth as gold. No, wait a minute. There's a little phrase right in there. And it says, when he hath tried me. Let, let me ask you something. Uh, we got to be careful when the testing time comes. Remember, I preached uh, last week, I believe it was, and told you that our testing time is right here, right now. Yeah, the Lord knows that. But if we will understand and if we will stay the course, we, we can understand today that God's going to take care of us. And, and when we obtain his help, we shall come forth as gold. Amen. Um, maybe Job was saying what we're talking about today, just stay the course. Stay the course. The Lord knows uh, perfectly about our path in the future. The second thing is the Lord is personally concerned for each one of us. Look in verse 31, 32 again. And I thought this was interesting here because if you underscore the words you and thee, um, that, that word you, he's talking to his men. This is the only place this is used in Scripture where it means this when he's talking to his men. It, right there in verse 31, it, it's talking about all of you. Because the devil wished to have not just a few of his men, he wanted all of them. Listen, Satan wants to have this entire congregation today. Oh, yeah. Uh, think about it. That word thee in verse 32, he's talking to just Peter right there. Because Peter, watch, was a thorn in the flesh of Satan. And I, when I thought about this, I, I asked myself, are, are you a thorn in the flesh to the devil? I mean, does the devil see me coming and he say, man, that guy, I hate him because that guy is, he's a witness, he's a, he he's a, has a right relationship with God, he, he's a soul winner, he, he does all, listen, and, uh, when he sees me coming, does he really think I'm a thorn in his flesh? Well, I wonder about that about everybody, about every person that's seated here today. I mean, are you a bother to him? Uh, I'm fearful that some Christians are not. I mean, he wanted Peter. I mean, Satan wanted to destroy him, and Satan wants to destroy you because he knows that you have potential for the Lord Jesus Christ. But in the midst of all this, watch this, we can know that the Lord who knows all about us is personally concerned for each one of us individually. God, God cares about you. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, I'm, I thought you would ask that question. So I want you to turn over to Psalm chapter 138. And, and you ought to get your pen out and, and circle this verse because just as sure as you're here today, I'm telling you, you're going to go back behind enemy lines tomorrow and uh, on your jobs and, and out into the world. And you're going to need something that will help you because the world today and our society, for the most part, doesn't care about God or the things of God. And we're going to need some help and some strength that will help us make it through the day. Can I get an amen? Look in verse 7 and verse 8. It says, though I walk in the midst of trouble. What's it say? Those next words, read it out loud. Thou, huh, thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of my enemies. 
and thy right hand shall save me. Praise the Lord. It said, the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. You know what that's letting me know? That God is personally concerned for you. Sometimes, you know, as Scripture says, I looked on my left hand, I looked on my right, and no man cared for my soul. Sometimes we feel like that. Sometimes we feel like that we're in this, you know, we're just in this all by ourselves. Elijah thought that. He thought, man, Lord, I'm the only one left. Nobody else here to help me. I'm out here by myself, and he's having a pity party. Do you ever have one of those? I, I've had them before, and I was the only one invited. Yep. Because I don't want anybody else there, some, uh, you know, upbeat, goody person that seems like, I mean, that's really got things. I don't want them there messing up my party. So I don't invite nobody else but me. And I'm there, and I'm thinking, man, Lord, I'm, I am tired, I'm weary. Man, I've been doing this, and I'm, you know, Lord, really? Is this all there is? Come on, can y'all say amen? Don't leave me up here by myself. But I'm letting you know, as God showed Elijah, and he shows us right here in Psalm 138, that we're not in this by ourselves. God cares. He cares. Personally concerned for you. And notice he says in, in, in verse 32, or, or excuse me, verse 31, he says, I prayed for thee. And verse 32, I'm sorry, it said, but I have prayed for thee. In other words, the Lord's intercession guarantees our security. Amen. You know, God's ne- the Lord Jesus Christ never prayed a prayer that didn't get an answer. Amen. Right. His prayers always get answered. Amen. Uh, and you know why? Because he always prays in the, uh, uh, you know, according to the will of God for everything. I mean, he's perfect, right? But when we read this, we understand. He says, well, he prayed. Peter says, the Lord says to Peter, Peter, I prayed for you. Well, do you know what? He prays for you and me. I mean, uh, and and he prays for his children. And and we need to understand that God is for us. The Lord Jesus Christ, the one that died on the cross for our sin, he is for me and you. He cares. Philippians 1, 6, it says, being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, Peter did not ultimately fail the Lord. I mean, he failed, but not ultimately. He got right. I mean, the Lord kept him and brought him through his trials. And as Psalm 37, 23 says, that the steps of a good man are what? Ordered up by God. And he delighteth in his way. You know, sometimes my mom and dad would tell me something growing up and I didn't delight in the way that they picked for me. You know, I'd have to go out in the backyard in the middle of June and clean up, clean up after two hound dogs. But that was a path that my, my mom and dad chose for me. And I was out there, and, and, and by the way, uh, and we get this way when it comes to the things of God. When we know God trying to get us something, we're you know, okay, well, I don't want to do that. You know, and we're out there mumbling and grumbling. Well, how good of a job do you think we're going to do when we're out there with that kind of attitude and we're trying to do something for God? How, how good of a job do you think it's going to be? Oh, we're, I mean, Lord, I, don't you know, God, I, I know I'm supposed to be here on Sunday morning, but... 
man, I, I worked all night, and, you know, and I, I, I'm, I was talking to Brother Andrew a while ago. I mean, he's worked all night, and I said, Andrew, I'm telling you, I can, I can relate. I remember those days when I worked all, I said, the only difference between me and you is that I drove a bus, I lived to singing, I taught a Sunday school class, I, I did the invitation. I did all that stuff, and it kept me busy. He comes and he tries to stay busy. He was here yesterday morning, and I'm just talking about him. He was here yesterday morning, and he was sitting out here in a chair, and he said, man, I got to get up. Because, you know, you get in, you start praying, and guess what? You get into an all-night prayer meeting all by yourself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but he was here. You know, sometimes we go through burdens and trials, and, and, you know, we don't feel 100%, but I'm telling you, the best place you can be is in God's house. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you. You know, we sing that song. Excuses, excuses. You hear them every day. The devil will supply them. It from church he'll stay away. Y'all y'all know the song? You know, about one child gets sick and, and the whole family has to stay home to blow that poor kid's nose. Yeah. Listen, best place you can be is in God's house. Uh, sometimes I don't feel 100%, but I come. And man, and once I get here and I start hearing the singing of the people of God and start watching, I'm telling you, it'll put a little spring in your step. And by the time the end of service is over, I'm thinking, man, I'm glad I was here today. I would have missed out on somebody getting baptized. What a great day it is when we can come. to. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. <laughs> But sometimes we kind of get an attitude. Listen, can I encourage you today? Uh, God's on your side. And if we'll just come and come with a, a, a clean heart and a right spirit, before we get in here, sometimes it's halfway through the service before we finally get, you know, get engaged. And we've missed out on the first half. We've got to be careful. Listen, God's concerned about you today, and he's concerned about your spiritual strength. Let me show you something else. It was something that these verses tell us about the devil. Um, Satan was and is the Lord's greatest enemy. And with and knowing that, we can understand he's also our greatest enemy. Um, Satan sought to destroy the Lord Jesus Christ, but he failed. And I've talked about this before. He tried to destroy him before he was born, trying to tank the bloodline of the Lord Jesus Christ. He tried to destroy him by having Herod decree all male babies under two be put to death. But Satan failed and God prevailed. And by the way, that's the way it always happens. Amen. Amen. So the next best thing for Satan to do since he can't get back, you know, since he can't destroy Christ, since God had his way. Listen, the next best thing that Satan can do to get back at God is to jump on you. He wants to destroy you. I mean, look in verse 31. Satan, Satan the Bible says, hath desired to have you. Um, I was thinking about this uh, when I was studying about Job. And think about this, you know. Y- y'all need to use your imagination a little bit. Um, can, think about Satan. He's there talking to God. Yeah, man, that Job. You know, God, I'm telling you, he is, 
The only reason he serves you is because you've given him all this stuff. You've blessed him. He's never had any kind of uh, problems in his life. I mean, you, and, and you, you, you follow me. And I got to thinking, I wonder what would have happened if Job would have been uh, in on the conversation. You follow me? I mean, what if uh, a God, just for a few minutes. Now, we, I, I personally think that we've only got a snippet of the conversation that went on between God and Job. I think that the conversation lasted a little. I don't know how long, but I mean, I just think it lasted a while. And, but, but God chose, uh, uh, saw fit to give me and you a part of it. And, and so here's God. Or, and he's on the throne. And here's Satan. He comes up and he's talking about Job, you know. And, and God says, uh, have, have you considered Job? Now, personally, what if Job uh, or you or I were standing there and I'm thinking of Job. Job, God says, okay, Job, you just hang on out over here, man. man. The devil's over here. He's after you. And at that point, maybe Job goes, you know what? That's okay, God, because I know you got this. Job, God says, Job, I'm, I'm taking care of him. Don't worry about it. Now, this is early in the conversation. And God says, no, Job, listen, Job, he, now that ain't it. And, and, and then Satan says, then you just let me touch him for a little while. You just let me. And I can say, wait, wait, wait. Hey, wait a minute. Now, it was okay up front when you were, uh, when you were telling Satan, listen, you, you can't, you don't touch him. He belongs to me. I mean, we're all in. We're going, yeah, that's right, man. That's right, God. You, I'm thankful that you're my father in heaven. But then the conversation changes. And then God says, have you considered Job? I mean, he don't serve me for naught. I mean, Job's eyes get about as big as saucers. And I'm just saying if he could hear. I would have been going, hey, hello. I'm standing right here. You know, really, I don't, I, Lord, I'm just telling you that I, I, don't need to, I don't need to go through all that. Everything's good. You know, you can count on me. But then God says, okay, you go ahead. Well, um, here's Peter. Think about Peter. I mean, Satan wanted to destroy Job. He wants to destroy Peter. He wants to destroy your life, your testimony, your influence. But like the Lord helped Peter, he'll also help us. You see, John chapter 10, verse 10, notice it says, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. The Lord says, I've come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That word abundantly means excessively, beyond measure. Jude 24, it says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. See, Satan, again, his objective today is to destroy the child of God. That's you if you're a born-again child of God. So listen, I'm telling you, as a child of God, we can just expect it. It's coming. And notice something here. I want you to get this. The spearhead of Satan's attack is aimed at your faith. Jesus said, I have prayed for thee, talking to Peter, that thy, watch, that thy faith fail not. Now, I ask myself a question. Now, why does Satan attack our faith? Well, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. While you're turning, remember, 
Satan knows that if he can fill us with unbelief, if our faith fails, everything else will follow. Say, how do you know that? Well, let's go back to, I don't know, Adam and Eve. What happened to them? He got them to doubt. He he planted the seed of unbelief. You see, Satan's attack is aimed at our faith. Hebrews 11, 6, it says, but, what's the next two words? Without faith. faith. What is it? It is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that seek him. Oh, yeah. There's that catch. Man, there's always a catch. Lord, you know, can we just give something without a catch? The answer is no. The Bible says that God's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Listen, your faith goes. Listen, if your faith goes, so does your joy, so does your peace, so does your spiritual power, and so does your usefulness uh, and God's blessings. So your faith is Satan's main attack. You know, when people uh, loses their faith, you know what the first thing to go is? One is the church. Oh, God, you know, I just can't believe that happened to me. That wasn't what I was expecting. Come, if y'all heard, y'all stay with me. That wasn't what I was expecting, Lord. I mean, I've been coming to church faithful now for three months. I've been coming faithful for three years. And now all of this trouble jumps up on me and, and we just start having a little fit. God, I can't believe you did this to me. That's what happens. You know why? Because our faith in God has been attacked. And the first thing that we do is we take it out on the one person that gives it to us. God. And then we've lost our peace. We've lost our joy. We've lost our spiritual power. Listen, Satan wants to take your faith. Listen, all Satan does in our lives, watch this. I want you to remember this. He does it with God's permission. And Satan, listen, uh, and and he can only go so far. But God allows him to do things in our life for the fulfilling purpose of God in our life. Are y'all still here? Say amen. I don't want you to run off. Uh, Listen, God lets Satan do things in our life, but it's to fulfill a purpose. Just like Job, just like Peter. Listen, God has a plan and a purpose, and sometimes Satan is involved in that purpose. But Satan knows that. Listen, and while he's attacking Job, listen, God, God told Job, you can only go so far. And, and, but Satan's out here doing it, and, and, and I, you know, in the back of my mind, I think in the back of his mind, he's thinking, you know, I'm going to get out here and I'm going to do this to him. I'm going to do it the best that I can. I am going to tear him up. But all the time he's doing it, he's thinking, yeah, but, but God, he's just going to take it and make something good out of it. Can we not think that way? 
when we are being tried or going through a fire, listen, we, we forget sometimes that, listen, we're going through that trial so, so that we, when we are tested and tried, we shall come forth as gold. And we forget. And we lose our faith. Listen, Satan knows when he tries us that he can only go so far. I mean, if, if, Satan, is, if Satan is coming and, and he's carrying us a little ways and, and, and he's going, okay, we're going this way. We're going, come on, man. The devil has us. And I mean, he's taking us down that fiery trial of testing. And, and God says, stop. I don't, no matter how much further Satan wants to go, guess what? Stop. He can't go no further. Can't. Why? Because God told him to stop. Right. God said, that's as far as you go. Listen, and, and then God says, okay. He said, you took him this far. Now God says, okay, I'm going to make some good out of it. You come go with me. And then God begins to take us and fulfill a purpose in our life. Listen, why? So that we can be a blessing to other people. That's what happened to Peter. Listen, he went through a trial. He, he uh, denied the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and, and yet, God, listen, when he got right, thank you, Brother Marco, when he got right, he preached and 3,000 people got saved. Why? Listen, God had a purpose. Can you imagine? He had a little bit of fire in his bosom and the Spirit of God used him in a way, listen, as never before. Uh, after the trial and when he was preaching, can't you just understand that how the Lord spoke to his heart and the Spirit of God moved in a great way and it would have never happened had he not been tried first. Listen, um, God's built a hedge around us. But the way we respond... Is, is our choice. Listen, uh, when, when you're going through a testing, stay the course. When you're going through a testing and, and you're, you're thinking, man, Lord, I just can't go a step further. What's that say? I can't hear you. Oh, yeah. I was telling my son the other day when he was getting ready to go back to school, we was talking, and I, I said, and we were talking about something. I go, huh, just stay the course. And I thought, it's amazing how that phrase just keeps popping up. Listen, if you're going through something this last week, maybe you've been going through it two weeks, maybe you've been going through it for six months, stay the course. Job went through it for a while, but you know what he did? Stay the course. Well, why does God allow Satan to sift us as wheat? You know when you know what sweet uh, uh, sifting wheat is. They'd put it on this big thing and they'd throw it up in the air in the wind, and the wind would carry away the chaff or carry away the bad. Listen, that's why God allows him to sift us uh, to separate the good from the bad. Satan sifts. Watch, he sifts us so that he might get the wheat. But he only gets the shaft. No pun intended. God allows this to happen so that we might become stronger in our faith and in the cause of Christ. So if you want Satan to get the shaft, C-H-A-F-F, shaft, the bad, then you got to do one thing. Yep, but Satan's after you. He's after the good in your life. 
Don't let him have it. It's your choice. It's your decision to make whether you're going to allow him to get you or whether you're going to allow him to, to make him leave you alone. You know, when, when on Sunday, listen, the bed never feels better than on Sunday morning. I mean, you don't sleep good all week. I, I'm, here, I'm here to let you know that happened, that's happened to me all week. I woke up this morning a, a, a little before 6. I've been waking up all week at 4.30. I know. And I haven't slept much in between. But this morning, guess what? I woke up and it's about 10 minutes till 6. And I'm thinking, man, what time is it? You know, I feel like I slept all night. And I look at my, my phone and it says 10, uh, 5.50. And I, 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 my wife's already awake. And I said, man, I slept all night. And then you know what I said? 10 more minutes. Just, just 10 more minutes. You know, I, listen... That's the way the old devil does. Yeah. And, and we, it, we've got to be careful not to give in. Now, I'm going to throw this in here. It's a new year, so we're going to start off. We, we, the, it may start off a little rough. But, it, but hang on. It'll get rougher. When 2 o'clock comes around. Yeah. You know what? You're going to have a thousand things that need to be done. This is the best place to be. Yeah. If you want your strength to increase, if you want your relationship with God to get better, right here. Go ahead. It's okay. Say amen. Yeah. Stay the course. Uh, listen, Satan will do whatever he needs to do to keep you from coming back. I have to brag on folks on Wednesday nights. Man, our Wednesday night crowds have gotten great. I mean, it. It's a lot of encouragement. If it encourages me, I, I promise you, it encourages the other people that show up and you're here with them. Stay the course. But Satan will try to keep you from coming. But notice what these verses uh, say about ourselves. Um, Peter, at this point in his life, had some shaft that needed to be removed. Now, he could have thought, you know, with all these things going on, well... I don't know, maybe God don't want me in the ministry no more. He could have thought that, but that wasn't right. Peter, like you and I, um, he had some shaft that needed to be removed. And we all need that from time to time. Amen. We all need to, we all get things that creep into our lives that we got to get rid of sometime. And so, so God allows some sifting to take place. Uh, and listen, I'm and so we go through a, tri a time of testing, but we need to understand something. God has a purpose for that. He's got a reason for you to go through the testing. I don't know what that is, but God knows, so let's leave it up to him. But whatever we do, listen, we can stay the course, and, and if we obtain the help of God, then I'm telling you, according to Scripture, we, just like Paul, we can continue unto this day. Amen. But we must stay the course. So God looks at Peter, and, and he had some shaft that needed to be taken out. It's, it was pride. Uh, sometimes we, you and I, have selfishness, worldliness. You know, the Lord needed Peter to be wholehearted in his service for God, as, as do many of us. 
We need to serve God with a whole heart, not with a, a divided heart. I mean, we, like Peter, are, are often blind to our own failures and, and inconsistencies. Uh, but God help us to be consistent. I talked to our men about this very thing yesterday, about in the book of Nehemiah, how they drew up, and I'm not going to preach, I've got to quit, <clears throat> about that, how they drew up a covenant, and, and, and they brought the leaders and the, 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 the priests, the Levites and the politicians, they all signed it, and they said, listen, they wrote it up, and, and they took it from the law of Moses, and they said, listen, this is what we're going to do, this is what God requires of us, and if we're going to have a revival, we're all going to sign this. And so the leaders, the leadership said, we're going to go first. And they signed on the dotted line. And listen, and it's the same for you and I today. If we want something special from God, God has placed a covenant here just like they did in Nehemiah's day. And they wrote it down and they, they left it blank on one end. And, and those leaders, they came up and they signed on the dotted line. Well, I'm here to let you know, in, in January of 2023, uh, the Lord has given us a, a sheet of paper, uh, and it's called the Word of Almighty God, and He's left some places on it for us to sign. And He said, I've made a covenant for you. It's called the New Covenant. Sign on the dotted line. But we have a hard time signing stuff. Because when we put our name on it, man, we know that we are committed. You want to know how I know? Look at all the sign-up sheets we put out here, and it takes forever to, for anybody to put their name on it. Yeah. Um, and we're afraid to because, listen, God wants to do some things in our life. He wanted some, to do some things in Peter's life. Uh, Peter's one great fault during this time when he's talking to Peter was self-confidence. You say, how do you know? Well, look in verse 33, and I, I've, I've got to quit. The Lord says, Peter, Satan hath desired you to have to, that he may sift you as wheat, but I pray that your faith fail not. And Peter, when you're converted, listen, you strengthen the brethren. And Peter said, well, Lord, I'm ready to go with thee, both to prison and to death. You realize who you're talking to? I'm Peter. The rock. Man, you can count on me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be walking with you all the way to wherever you walk. If they take you to prison, I'm in. If they put you to death, Lord, I'm going to be right there with you. And then the rooster crows. Hmm. So you know what's happening? The Lord is letting Peter know that, uh, Peter, there's some shaft that we got to take care of for you and send him through a trial. But it seems like it's only when our backs are to the wall that we realize uh, our sinful condition and that we are far off. That's what the Lord said of Peter. He followed afar off. And the Lord says, Peter, when you're converted, that's not, that's not when you're saved. That, that word converted means turned around, reversed, turned back. And the Lord says, Peter, when you're turned around, when you're reversed, when you come back to me, I've got something I want you to do. Listen, uh, we can see here Peter's failure. Um, but that failure and that fall when he got right, it gave him a fuller service and a deeper commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
That's what we need today in 2023. We need a I, I want to have a deeper commitment to the Lord. Um, and I, I showed our men, and I, I didn't say this in a, a, a bragging or pat me on the back kind of way, but I'm just letting them know, just like the leaders of Nehemiah's day when they put that covenant down there, those men that signed that, they said, we, I just want you to know I'm in. Whether you do it or not, they said, I've signed. I showed our men, I said, men, here, I, I wrote my name. I said, I'm in. I'm all in. But listen, it takes commitment. Even when, you know, when the bulldog's biting kind of thing and the old devil and the hounds of hell are on you, I, I'm going to go back and I'm going to say, Lord, I need your help because I can't do it by myself. That's what happened to Peter. Peter says, Lord, I need some help. And he said, but having obtained the help of God, I continue to this day. There's going to be days you're going to need it. Yeah, there's going to be days when you feel like you can't make it another day. But I'm telling you, according to the word of Almighty God, if we obtain the help of God, and if you ask him, he'll help you, by the way. If you do this part, this part right here, I'm talking about obtaining the help of God, then you will do this part. You will continue until this day. So my question is, are you going to step up? Are you going to step out? You see, God doesn't want any of us to step out. He wants us all to step in and get back. When thou art converted, when you turn around and the Lord says, I'm going to be there to help you and we're going to get some things done for the cause of Christ. God needs you today, but he needs you to do the first thing first, and that's be converted. Not saved. If you're here and you're lost, then you need to get saved. But if you're here as a child of God and need to turn around, then turn around. But let's do it today. And all God's people can say, Amen. Father, help us. Strengthen us, Lord.